It should be like Halloween special, colon, whatever. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> Welcome back to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panica. And I'm Robert Huffman. Welcome to our very first Halloween special. Ooh, spooky it's very ghosts, scary. Ghosts, ghosts, goblins. Yeah. We won't actually have ghosts and goblins in this story, but that's okay. There are lots of other terrifying things inside. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get started, we have a little announcement that we're going to make. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, my friend, a friend of mine named Chris, not this Chris, but not Christopher Chizik. Uh, he's a poet, makes comics. Check him out. Comics by, comics by Christopher on Instagram. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like I know. I just, we should have prepared. I think it's just Comics by Christopher on, on Instagram. Whatever. Cool. If you look that up, you'll find him. Uh, but he makes comics. It's cool. Uh, he sent me sort of a, a review, a take on our Who's Waldo episode. Mm-hmm. A couple ones back. Yeah. And, it, and so what I had planned to do was come on here and read his take and maybe talk about it a little bit. But rather than, you know eat into this episode time on a Halloween special. Chris had an idea. Chris, you want to explain? Yeah, what we're going to do is if anyone writes into us with different theories about some of the books that we've done, we can do little mini episodes with that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, we can explain it to the readers, talk about, you know, how that works and how it compares to what we said and explore those ideas. Yeah. So we're not going to do that with Who's Waldo today, but... Keep an eye out for some mini-episodes coming out in the future. Yep. Now, today, mm-hmm. for Halloween... What are we doing, Chris? We are doing... Ch-ch-ch. Charlie and, and the, the Chocolate Factory yeah. by Roald Dahl. Yeah. I know you're thinking. That's not a Halloween book. That's what I was thinking. But, uh... It's... It's pretty scary. It's horrifying. A lot of scary stuff happens. I know that a lot of kids are scared of... The movie more so than the book. Yeah, especially the tunnel scene. Yeah, exactly. That part is sticks the, with you. The stuff of nightmares. Yep. Um. So I I figured you know do a long Halloween episode mm-hmm. and we'll take what is truly the scariest book of my childhood. Yeah, Charlie I, and the Chocolate Factory. I think it's a good pick. Yeah. So, would you like to give us a little recap of what happens for yeah. those who are not familiar? Uh, it's a long book. Mm. This. I'm going to be real with you. This is one you're just going to have to read it if you want to get all the details. Yeah. Um, But I'll do my best to give you a short version. So there is this kid. His name is Charlie Bucket. He lives with his two parents and his four grandparents. And his grandparents all live in this bed forever. They're just bound to a bed. They're all in <laughs> There's their... like a spell that yeah. keeps them trapped. There. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. That's... They're all in this it's not bed. confirmed. <laughs> um, and they're all very poor. I mean, money. And they just eat potatoes and cabbage and whatever. Uh, so Willy Wonka, he owns a chocolate factory. He's very reclusive. He puts out these golden tickets. Get, you know, you win the golden ticket, you can come to the factory. Uh, it's a bunch of, you know, greedy, rich, weirdo kids win all the tickets. Except for one. And then Charlie actually wins one. Against all odds, and he goes to the factory with his grandfather, who miraculously gets out of bed. Um, and all these kids just get they they become their own downfall. You know, they uh, yeah. their own greed, their own whatever it is that's sort of their fatal flaw uh, becomes the thing that hurts them in this factory. And then at the end, it's just Charlie and his grandpa left. And Charlie gets the factory. Yep. Yep. Excellent summary. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That is, obviously, there's a lot more that goes on. This is like, this is our first actual full-length book. Yeah. Book. Um, and I think you did a great job of summing thank it up you. for us. What's, what's our moral? Um, I think the moral to this is pretty straightforward, at least the moral that Roald Dahl intended. And it's it's just a moral of um, being a well-tempered person. And how you will be rewarded for those things. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't be rewarded for being greedy and for being petulant, for mm-hmm. being, you know, slothful. Slothful, would that be right? Or sloth? Uh, it's just slothy. Just slothy. 
<laughs> like a, a lot of those kind of things where you have a kid who just wants to watch TV, who doesn't listen to their parents, kids who just want to eat chocolate all the time. Bad things happen to them. Yep. They turn into blueberries. Things yeah. like that. I do like the choices of vices they decided to go with. Kid mm-hmm. who watches TV, uh, you know, gluttonous kid who just likes to eat all the time. Mm-hmm. Girl who chews gum constantly? Yeah, I'm not really sure. What's up, Roll Doll? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> what happened? I think he had like some very specific childhood traumas. Actually, Bobby, I know for a fact he had very specific childhood traumas. And some of them may have been inspirations for this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he actually, um, when he went to boarding school, I think uh-huh. it was. I don't know if it was technically boarding Whatever. school. Boarding like, school. Keep school. going. Keep going. He, he, it was a, a school that had a very um, deeply rooted hazing culture. Mm-hmm. And he, like the younger kids would get beat a lot by the older kids yeah. and the faculty. Sort of like the culture the... we have on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the city. 60s. Yeah, well, he wrote this in the 60s, so this was back in the 50s, maybe 50s, the 40s, 40s. depending. Um, so kids would get beat all the time, and he'd have to, like, they'd have to act like servants for the older kids, and he was not into that, and he wrote about it in other pieces that he's done. Uh-huh. So maybe there's some experience coming from there. Yeah. Yeah, probably somewhat. Yeah. Um, anything... Definitely his own opinions all over this book. Yeah, like... TV is bad. Yeah. A very, very clear one. And you get that in every book. Yeah. As you should, but it's very, it's not even disguised. Yeah, no, it's very mm-hmm. straightforward. Saying, these are the things that are wrong, and this is what bad parents look like, and mm-hmm. yeah. Did, do you know any, any fun raw doll facts? <sighs> no. All right. I'll be real with you. I don't, I do know that Roald Dahl was one of my favorite authors growing up. Absolutely. I... Did not know that. One of the one of the first authors that I knew by name. You know what I mean? Like Dr. Huh. Seuss, you know, when you're a kid. Right. And then Roald Dahl. Yeah, yeah. He's, his books, are, they're just so good. The stories are so well-crafted and original, and mm-hmm. it's not repetitive. You know, he's got, he has so many that just stick out as different. Yeah. James and the Giant Peach, and Matilda, mm-hmm. and the BFG, yep. and what's the witches one? It's just called The Witches. Yeah. I don't rem- I never actually read that one. Mm-hmm. What's um, the, the Easy O'Trot one? He's got a ton. Yeah, he's got a bunch, and they're all different. Uh-huh. Didn't he do Mouse good. on a Motorcycle, too? I don't know. Did he do that? I think he did. Yeah. Could be wrong. Sorry if I'm wrong. Um, but his books are very good. They're so good, Bobby, that they have sold over 250 million copies worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Over two of those were sold to me. Wow. Yeah. Big fan. Big mm-hmm. Um, you want to know some more facts before we continue? Yeah, I, go ahead. Well, I I give, give us what you got. He was. Um, I think this is a really interesting one. He was an ace fighter pilot in World War Two. You know what? I didn't know that. I didn't did. know for sure whether that was true. So I didn't want to say it because I didn't. Oh. It, but I did not. Yeah, it was. Um, <coughs> he he had to crash land in a desert once mm-hmm. because he was like running late getting back, and it was really his only option. And he crashed. And he fractured his skull, and he smashed his nose, and he was blind for a little while. But he and, did recover. And in that moment, when the plane crashed, and he's lying there in pain, he thought to himself, I need to write a book about a chocolate factory. Life is too short. Yep. Oh, oh, there's actually like a really kind of gross story from his childhood about yeah. gobstoppers. Um, it was specifically documented as a time he was um he was punished by the uh the headmaster of a school because him and a couple of friends took a dead mouse not the EDM artist but uh-huh. a literal dead mouse <laughs> <laughs> and went to a candy store in town and put it into a a a case of gobstoppers so everlasting gobstoppers oh i thought i thought it was going to be okay that I mean, that is gross. It's super gross. I thought it was going to go somewhere where he was punished in relation to this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. He had to eat, eat a mouse. bunch of cops. He had to eat that <gasps> mouse. Oh. I don't know. 
No, that, that wasn't was, documented. Yeah, that was coming. That wasn't documented. That was uh, struck from the record. Okay. He also is British. <laughs> <laughs> if if that's a fun fact. There it is. Rolled Doll. What a name. Yeah. He was actually named after a Norwegian explorer. Yeah? His parents were Norwegian, yes. Ah. They were Norwegian immigrants. Rolled. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the explorer. Probably Rolled. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like, if you read it, you think it's Ronald at first. Yeah, not, like you just misread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ronald. And Ronald. realize the end's gone. So is it Rolled or Rolled? It's a Rowald. Rowald? I don't know. Okay. Isn't it R-O-A-L-D? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess Rolled makes sense. I always said Rolled. 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 Rolled makes more sense. Raul. 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 You're going to be Raul. <laughs> All right. We're done with that bit. Right, Rolled Dale. Let's get, yeah. let's get going. <laughs> cool. So... Where is this story, Bobby? Um, uh, it's like New York City or something. New York City? Something. I mean, you know, it's a city. What do you, I mean, do you have, uh, okay, so here's one thing I thought of, so I do have a contribution, is how is it that he gets away with running this factory and selling stuff and nobody ever comes inside and sees what's going on? That's a great question. So Where's that, he getting like the the press the ingredients for his product? That is important, but that's more of a nonsense thing. I'm talking about how does he like in what place and time period does this exist where there aren't like health inspectors or why is he legally allowed to sell these chocolate bars if there's no sort of transparency uh-huh. about you know anything? Well, so I can tell you certain for certain that this takes place somewhere between 1965 and 1975 okay um and that's because the price of a chocolate bar is only 10 cents Mm. um and in the united states that's for a very brief window of time yeah good job um there was like only a few years where they were between that amount it jumped up to 20 cents relatively quickly Mm -hmm. um and i think it's in I my thought was that it was in England, not the United States, but I don't really have too much to back that up. It was just a a reflex because he's British. You know what? So definitely England. These are all England it, names. It feels kind of English, right? Don't I? I'm sorry for even for a second thinking Charlie Bucket lives in the United States. His name is Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket is a pretty British sounding. Yeah. <laughs> Veruca Salt. Also, you know what? What? I bet Violet you... Beauregard. Man, what Be- am I doing? Well, Beauregard, isn't that? That's French. Whatever. Keep going. That's French. <laughs> well, what I was going to say... They're all from different places, though. Right. But they have a negative view of all of the people from everywhere else. Like, mm. um, like Michael TV is very obviously an that's American see, child. And that's what I was thinking. I like my mind immediately jumped to like oh TV America yeah all that but and he has they're from like all different fifteen places. toy guns yeah Mike he's TV. very his clearly... name is Mike <laughs> they... it's not even Michael it's not Michael TV <laughs> it's just Mike TV <laughs> we just... get it rolled <laughs> they've made like a tiny little microcosm of just stereotypes yep. from around the world yep <laughs> man look at us now and that that feels. Not to be rude, kind of British. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Especially like 1960s. Sure. So, to digress, I digress. Um, I'm curious about if those restrictions, like health inspections, were that important back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They yeah, could not have been as... I know, I should in, have done some more research. They couldn't be as important as they are now. No, and especially not... Uh, even if they were there, they were not as f- enforced as well. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also, so something we have going on, and we're, now we're getting a little bit into the nonsense here, but we are still talking about the setting, is Willy Wonka is a huge celebrity. Because mm-hmm. we, we find out that people are doing anything to get in this factory. Yeah. You know, he's so famous and so well liked 
Yeah. That maybe that gives him some pull so he can get away with things yeah. that the common person cannot. Which makes sense. Yeah. So let's um so let's develop let's... some backstory. Because one of the things I think we both feel like is nonsense, or at least doesn't add up, is... The ravenousness yeah, with which people wild. want to get in there. So we're we're getting into the nonsense now. Yeah, let's we're just jumping in. Let's start there. That's yeah. a good place to start. Why do people care so much about Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? Right. I mean, we have like this one dude stops production of his entire business um, to open up candy bars uh-huh. for four days straight. That's so That's much money insane. in a, like, if you own a business, mm-hmm. you can't just do that. Yeah. So I was thinking about this a little bit because that part really stuck out to me as, wow. Yeah. So th- there's a few things going on. So first of all, can you think of somebody who's just in, in our world, our time, who's just super famous and super just uh, an it person? That we Beyonce. Could, Beyonce. Good's great. Yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson at some point. Right. He's gone now, but back. So Beyonce, perfect. Let's say Beyonce does something like this mm-hmm. and says, Five people get to come to my house and hang out with me for a day, and it, it's going to be the uh you get a ticket and they're going to be on these really inexpensive products just all over the place mm-hmm. that you would want to buy anyway. That's just going to be at the checkout aisle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't see just the ravenous craziness going on here happening, even in that scenario. N- not to the point not where the someone point. would shut their business production down. Right. So, but here's the thing is... The person who shuts this business down is the father of the daughter who wants nothing more than to go to this place. And he's painted as this guy who will just do any anything at all for his daughter. He has a, a ridiculous amount of money. So mm-hmm. he can he can afford to shut this place down oh, and okay. be fine. And he's doing it, you know, as the author. And we don't like to talk about authorial intent too much on this because it kind of takes us out of the character. Yeah, but, I think it's useful at times. What what I see in the actual text of the author's writing in this book is that that part is him showing us an example of how how spoiled this girl is. Oh, okay. So it's not about Okay, that so that passage is about her father, not about like the rest of the world. And right. Yeah, I don't think he even cares too much about Willy Wonka's factory. Because when he's in there, he's just kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll just, I'll buy it. Yeah, at one point he's unimpressed. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, I think that's kind of a bad example. Okay. A good example, though, is when Charlie goes into the store and gets the golden ticket. And somebody offers, like, I'll pay you a bicycle and mm-hmm. however much money. $500. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> that seems reasonable to me for this sort of opportunity. Right, exactly. So yeah. I, I think uh, it's painted to look like people are going crazy over it. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, there are enough super fans of anything yeah. that you could show, you know, you could show yeah. that. Going. If true. Beyonce did this, there would be certainly people who are just buying candy bar after candy bar. Yeah, candy for bar. sure. I think Willy Wonka is kind of the same thing. I think I think you make a strong point here. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think we should figure out some background. Why is Willy Wonka that popular? Like uh, yeah. that kind of popular. He's selling candy bars, and that's cool. But your, that kind thoughts? of popular. Well, I wonder. <coughs> so we know that his factory has been shut down for a while. Yeah, he shut you it know, down. He shut it down because. His recipes were being stolen mm-hmm. by, in his words, evil candy makers. Right. Um, so he's got, like, a little paranoia going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how big of a role candy plays in the world at this time. Yeah. You know, uh, it... it may play a pretty, a pretty big role. But I think really in any industry you're going to get people who are willing to steal trade secrets. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, less that's about candy, point. more about money. 
Yeah. Maybe it was just simply marketing. Like, maybe he was the brand. Yeah. You I know? think it's more like that. Because that story that Grandpa Joe tells about, um, what is it? The guy, he's like a prince or something, and he wants like a, a whole palace made out of chocolate made out of or chocolate. something. Yeah. And he makes it happen. Yeah. I mean, imagine how much money he got paid to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing like these high profile deals. Yeah. Do you think that's a tr- that's a true story? Well, maybe. It's never. Uh, yeah. I, it's probably sort of, uh, you know, Con- the whole story is, there's conflated. definitely nonsense going in there, but it does go to show the there fact must... that Grandpa Joe's talking mm-hmm. about this candy maker, you know, he's doing stuff. There was definitely an advertisement about that, whether it was on TV or in the newspaper. Right, something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very famous kind of personality. I think that's a good way to go. Right. Like, he's the face instead of, like, the M&M's right. being <coughs> the, the face. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. And I think with candy that is as pervasive as it seems to be, you know, like, this is the be-all, end-all of candy. It's Hershey. You know, but back then, I guess. Yeah. Um, and we, we are so, we live in a world that's so saturated with mm-hmm. dishonest advertising. And, you know, you see a commercial, you see somebody on, on TV in a commercial, and you might even laugh, but you're not going to sort of see that person as like a heroic yeah. face or any, any, like, anything like that. But I, I think, whereas back then. Back then. It it was a, a more innocent, or at least seemingly innocent market. You're not inundated with constant ads all over your life. Yeah, and, and we as a society hadn't learned the disingenuousness right, yeah. of advertising. Right, so... You know, now we know that all of it is is um not very real. Yeah, so this guy was just, he was just a pop culture figure that yeah. was really well-liked. Right, which may not have been that hard if you had the money and a really good product sure. back in the back in the day. And he dressed funny. Yeah, right. Again, branding. You know, just kind of an Elvis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chocolate instead of music. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's gonna be the title. Chocolate, Chocolate instead, instead of music. music. <laughs> okay, so we got uh, our backstory. Good background. So. Where do we get our next bit of nonsense here? Well, let's just keep going right along to the beginning of the story and see when we run into some nonsense. Cool. I think that's a good way to go with this one. I agree. To see what is nonsense and what isn't. Because some things may seem like nonsense, but really, they could happen. They totally could. For example, Charlie gets this golden ticket. Mm -hmm. The chances are so, so tiny that this poor boy is going to get a golden ticket. Not impossible. Not impossible. Make it, making for a good story, too. Yep. So, sure, he gets and, his ticket. Yeah. And that's, like, part of storytelling, right? Like, it wouldn't be a story if nothing like that happened. Right. So, we can believe that. Mm-hmm. We can definitely believe that. And he even, you know, humors the audience by... It's not to, like, the fourth, fifth candy bar that he buys that he gets right. one. You know? It's yeah, not the not first, the first one. one. That it's, would be... Yeah, that would be disappointing yeah. it's not the secret one that grandpa joe buys mm-hmm. it's not the first one he buys it's the second yeah. one yeah yeah so, it, it, three times over he has to try again and he almost doesn't try again every single one of those times mm-hmm. that's and, it's so perfect he buys the he finds the one dollar after trying two times before goes in gets it opens it and it's not it and yeah. you as the reader, as a little kid, are like, oh no! And you know what He's I... He's not going to get it! <laughs> you know what I, I thought as I was reading it, at least, you know, as a 27-year-old, 27-year-old, 20, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. I wasn't sure if he bought that next chocolate bar because he wanted the ticket or because he was just really hungry. Yeah. You know? I think it, he was much more invested in eating a chocolate bar. Yeah, I don't bar. think he cared about the ticket Yeah, at that point. Yeah. He was just like, chocolate is so it is. I mean, it is very good. He's a very hungry boy. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's all on the up and up. Yeah. Here's the first bit of nonsense. I'm just going to hit you with it. Hit me with your best shot. So Fire Charlie lives with his two parents and his four grandparents. His four grandparents are bedridden. Mm-hmm. They are all at least 90 years old, mm-hmm. according to the text. Which means that his grandparents, his parents, they, they were all very old when they had their children. You know? Well, do we know how old his parents are? No, I don't think so. Do we? 
No, I don't no. think they ever say. But I'm just saying, in order for his grandparents to have had his children, had their children, and then those children to have had Charlie Bucket, they each would have had to have been like 40 year old parents. Mm-hmm. You know, getting up there. Yeah, I'm just saying. That was just that's not nonsense. That's okay, I was like, that is possible. Here's the nonsense. Okay, <laughs> okay, these grandparents are are in bed right all the time. They can't do anything. They can't work. They can't do anything. Suddenly. Charlie Bucket comes home with a golden ticket. Grandpa Joe magically, keyword magically, jumps out of bed and does a dance. You know what I think? Grandpa Joe is just an awful person. Yeah. (laughs) He's just been a scheme. Yeah. He's just lying in bed, doing nothing, letting his poor, I don't know whose parent he is. I don't remember. Yeah, they don't define whoever, whoever. Letting his poor, Child and stepchild, no, child Grandchild? Grandchild. Or also yeah. child. His parent and you know, his parent. <laughs> his child and his child's spouse. How about we go with family? His family. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm saying, I'm like, well, they're not children. I can't say child. His kid? Not kid. Uh, offspring. <laughs> his family. family. His descendants, if you will. <laughs> Take care of him with their barely any jobs. Yeah. You know? And then he, the grandparents get probably the majority of the food. They get the only bed. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of them have to sleep on mattresses on the floor. It's meanwhile, a real job. Meanwhile, this guy can dance. He can do anything he wants. And he chooses not to work. Why? Because conveniently, the other three grandparents actually can't. <laughs> and he can just blend in and do so nothing. Th- this wasn't a joint plan i don't think so no right, because, because the other three yeah. they might have gotten up yep no they're really they're really just in that that's why he's so full of like childlike wonder and all that and he's painted as the good guy because he's not actually in an awful mood all the time because he can't move because <laughs> he doesn't he just doesn't have to oh man he probably like sneaks out yeah for like <laughs> leg walks <laughs> what a jerk. as opposed to non-leg walks but i guess you can walk without legs Sort of. Sure, what a, what a yeah. jerk. He is a jerk. Yeah. Okay, confirmed. Yep. So anyway, that yeah, that's let's throw that nonsense out. Cool. There's no magic going on. No He's just been lying to his whole family to get free stuff and a bed. People do that all the time. Yeah. I do it every day. Yeah. He does. On to the next point of <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. So gets the ticket, they go there. That's all fine. Yeah, right? he, I mean, you don't see... There's nothing wrong with any of these kids so far. No, like, no, they're yeah, bratty, no. but yeah, yeah. that's it. A lot of people are saying mean stuff, which is uh-huh. pretty... That checks out. Um, Willy Wonka comes out. He's eccentric, but not unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah so it brings him inside. Yeah. And here we go. Here, here, here we, we go. It. So the, the first place they go, Bobby, is the chocolate room. Right. One of the most important places there. And um, I think there are two, well, three, but we'll start with the first two notable bits in here. One of them, I think, looks like nonsense, but isn't nonsense. One of them... Chocolate River. Chocolate River and the Chocolate Waterfall. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, surely. but not nonsense. Not nonsense. You could do that. Sure. Right. We agree on that. Yeah. Willy Wonka clearly is this huge celebrity, probably super wealthy. Yeah. Untold riches. Unregulated money, by the way. Yeah. So he could do every one. He could have a chocolate river. He probably shouldn't. No. But but that's how he mixes the chocolate, apparently. Yeah. And he he swears by that technique. Mm-hmm. Um. And for the sake of argument, even if it is nonsense, it would it would be pretty easy to say uh, it's just mud, water, or something, you know? Right. Yeah, it's not. Right. It's nothing like uh, nothing mind breaking. Nothing that really changes the game here. I, I let's just say it's chocolate. You know, because yeah. that's what the story says. Yeah. Sure. And at one point, he dips mugs in and gives them to Charlie. It might not be in that river, but it might be in like the the river with mm-hmm. the the boat. Yeah. Um. To be fair, kids are so bad at knowing what they're eating. <gasps> I saw a video just recently. Mm-hmm. Or, no, it wasn't a video. It was, uh, somebody, it was a tweet or something. Okay. And I just pictured it as a video, because how vivid it was. It was a tweet, somebody talking about how they gave their kid a quesadilla. 
and their kid is eating the quesadilla, and they're like halfway through eating it, they realize it's not a pancake, and get angry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Kids I... are so so unaware. Interestingly enough, I remember the first time I had a quesadilla. It yeah. was in New Mexico. I was on vacation there, and I had, we had quesadillas that night. Me and my brother had quesadillas every single night of that vacation after that. Oh my gosh. Do you know that quesadillas? Wait, it wasn't New Mexico, it was Colorado. Ah, you ruined it. Sorry. I was going to say quesadilla. That's Mexican food, right? Yeah. The first time you eat a quesadilla, that's New, New Mexican, Mexican food. food. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's such a good joke. I'm yeah, sorry I ruined it. it was Colorado. Whatever. Um, anyway, back to the story. Back to the story. Um. The chocolate grass doesn't make as much sense to me. I no. don't know if it's nonsense. I just don't understand why. Let me try to shed some light here. Okay. This room is enormous. Gigantic. And Willy Wonka knows what door they're going to be walking in, right? Mm-hmm. So they walk in the door. He says, go ahead, eat some grass. They reach down at the place where he knew they'd be standing and eat the grass. So do I think all of the grass in this room is chocolate? No. I just think that the part where he decided he was going to tell them to eat the grass is made It's all a big show. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is a big show. I think a lot of what's going on in this factory can be explained just by that. Makes sense. Is that... He's a showman. Yeah, exactly. Like, we know that that's how he gained his celebrity. Right. Um, His image is clearly crafted. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he is genuinely eccentric yeah but for sure but i also think he puts effort into showing off the way he yeah looks and he must and he to, to have this whole room made of chocolate but i don't you know just the parts that they're going to interact with are made of chocolate it's right. sort of like i wonder the hansel and gretel episode with the uh the the house yeah the not house. all made out of candy right. just just the part yeah some of it cool that makes sense now the next thing that pops up here, um, and this is this is before Augustus Gloop falls in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our first run in with the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, so let's just get all these Oompa Loompas out of the way right here. Yeah, what's, uh, Oompa what's the these story Loompas? About? You want to give a brief overview of what <laughs> Willy Wonka says is going on with these Oompa Loompas? Yeah, so Willy Wonka says some things that are not great about these Oompa Loompas. Yeah. He says that he, he rescued them from Loop, Loompa Land. Right, not a real place. Yeah, Loompa Land's not real. Yeah. So right, right off the bat, he is lying? He's <laughs> Yes. Okay. He is lying about where the Oompa Loompas came from. Sure. Um, not even, like, very cleverly. He calls it Loompa Land. Loompa Land, right. Um, where they're being hunted by beasts. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, and he says that they were dying out and he saved them and brought them here and offered them a job to work in his factory mm-hmm. and make chocolate and and that's where he got them from um it's not a great backstory no and for our purposes it's obviously a lie yes couldn't possibly be true right so we have to explain it also, there are a ridiculous number of Oompa Loompas. Yes. When we get later into the book, we see the glass elevator with thousands of buttons to thousands of rooms. All of them have some number of Oompa Loompas in them. Yeah. I mean, presumably. Again, the whole showman thing. Maybe there's all Oompa Loompas in the rooms that they're going to. You know. Yeah, that's, that's true. I guess we can't confirm one way or the other. But there but are they, many Oompa Loompas. And it seems they really are running this factory. Yes, that's true. And they know it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the relationship is confusing. Yes. And his story does not check out. Right. So we got to go through, what do we know about these Oompa Loompas? One, they laugh at everything. Mm-hmm. Two, they're very tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, three, they do song and dance numbers mm-hmm. when kids get hurt. Are you thinking what I think you're thinking? What do you think that I'm thinking? Are they mean kids? I think they must be children, which is very concerning. Yes, because, I mean, back then, child labor may have just been frowned upon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It may not even have been frowned upon. No, no it was, it it was, was not definitely cool. not okay <laughs> by that point. 
Yeah, I guess by the 60s. Yeah, because the whole, did... like, the coal mines and stuff Yeah, okay. is really when that... Right, so even the 60s aren't big fans of child oh, labor. No, definitely not. So, um, that's not cool. Yeah, and this guy, a celebrity, is getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Well, no one's ever been in there. Right. No one's ever seen it. Yeah, which means that these kids have just been locked in this place, you Making know, all chocolate. day, all night, forever, dressed up in funny clothes. They seem, and, you know, I don't want to make light of the situation, they seem to be having a good time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're a kid in right. a chocolate factory, right, it probably is a good time. Mm-hmm. They're not um, doing, like, this crazy, hardly... Some of them probably are. And we'll get into that a little bit. I have two questions about them. Sure. We'll start with, like, the the less scary question. Number one, why are they all orange? Uh, just painting them orange, I he guess. Just... <laughs> he gets these children and he paints them orange. Look, it doesn't make sense, but... What I mean, maybe like the ex- maybe there's like extreme heat from like working in the factory. You think they're all just sunburned. Maybe just in constant pain. Maybe why would they be laughing all the time? They don't know better. I don't know. No, nah, they'd be red. Well, there's tan. Okay. So it's not sunburnt at this point. I I'm guess I would guess it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Is that uh they probably tan a little bit and then he just kind of spray tans spray yeah. tans them to uh. <laughs> Just fill it in. I don't know. I feel like it's got to be a natural thing because, like, imagine the, the how time consuming would be to spray tan all of these oompa loompas on a yeah. regular basis. I guess. Imagine how time consuming it would be to have a chocolate <laughs> river that flows through your factory. Yeah, but waterfall. once you make it, it's made. That's true. And it, once it, your slave children make it, it's made. Oh, okay. Here's the obvious answer. These kids every morning they wake up, they cover themselves with orange paint. It's part of their daily duties. <laughs> Could be. Easy. Could be. Um, <laughs> or natural. Well, it's, uh, yeah, there's something. Uh, either way, we've explained one of, one it. Of those. We've explained it. One of those. Um, this question's scarier. What happens when they get older? We know that he just doesn't put them into society. Right. And doesn't put them into chocolate either, because no. no one would buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He says that. Yeah. Not about Oompa Loompas, but about Augustus Gloop. I think maybe my favorite part of the book is when Augustus Gloop's parents are like, he's going to be turned into a marshmallow. And Willy Wonka says, no, he's going to the fudge room, not the marshmallow room. <laughs> yeah. When I was reading this, and I don't know how I feel about myself for thinking of it this way. I saw the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka more than the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka in my head. I didn't. Here's what I... So, you know what scene really sticks out to me from the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka? What? Is the chocolate room. It looks so good in that movie. Yeah. With the grass and the... It just looks yeah. so good. Yeah, much more, much better technology when they made that one. Yeah. So, at this part, I'm definitely thinking about the Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. But when they go through that tunnel, not thinking oh, that's about Johnny Gene Depp Wilder. Anymore. That's Gene Wilder. That's scary, man. <laughs> so scary, so terrifying. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what happens to these adult Oompa Loompas? Oh, what does happen? Does he? Maybe, maybe she finds a way to send him out on the world. I mean, he's got these kids brainwashed, right? But like, he can't risk sending them out oh, into the okay. real world. Figured it out. Okay. They work in the rooms they don't go to. That's possible. To to show this appearance of these little, you know, guys. Because they, they don't want these, they don't want the kids to come in and see these now adult rational beings and whatever they turn into when they grow up. Yeah, do they you just think... want to see like these little fun loving little people and then he could tell his funny little story about them. Yeah, do you think maybe they just keep working and... Working yeah, I think they just keep working. Probably not laughing as much, not singing songs as much. Probably not Maybe. As much. I don't know. Maybe they sing songs, but they're definitely not... Uh... Well, I don't I don't know. Nah, here's here's my guess. My guess is they don't actually naturally sing songs. Like, or they don't do that most of the time. I think that was just prepared for these kids. Is that possible, though? Because they sing about what literally just happened. Yeah, well, that brings me to my next point, Chris. <laughs> okay. This was all planned. The whole thing. Yep. Willy Wonka knew exactly what was going to happen to all those kids. 
he chose very specifically which rooms they would go to because all of this was televised, all was in the paper mm-hmm. about what these kids were like. Mm-hmm. And so he saw that these, so he, he wanted to, according to the story, he wants to get rid of this chocolate factory. Correct. Which is what he does in the end, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't want to have it anymore for whatever the real reason is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says that he's not going to be around forever. He mm-hmm. wants someone to take over who is going to run it the same way as he would. Right. And, and he feels so, like a child could do that, but an adult would want to change things. And so he sees all these kids mm-hmm. getting the tickets and he's like, I can't let those kids run my factory. I'm going to trap them. <laughs> And he sets up traps specifically for each of these kids. And he designs them based on their personalities. Yeah. That's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. And he's... So you're saying he's so confident that this will happen, that he teaches the Oompa Loompas songs about those things so that they can sing them when they happen. That's my. That's the only way I could think of it happening, that these Oompa Loompas are just ready and all in chorus improvising the same right, words, you know? Right, that's not possible. It's not possible, so that it has to Unless they're a hive mind. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's, let's jump into that one. Why not? It's the Halloween special. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. How so, are these children a hive mind, Chris? Okay. <laughs> well, I just... Let me, let I don't me know. sip my water. I don't... <laughs> I honestly don't know. What, what creatures... Are there any cre- what creatures on the planet are hive minds? Are there any? How do hive minds? Um, work? I would say, and I don't know all of the creatures on the planet, but yes, but not to that extent. I mean, you have you know the birds that fly in the V formation and stuff like that, and humans to an extent have hive mind tendencies. I don't think we have any anything that would be able to sing the same words at the same time like that i don't think so either i'm gonna look all right yeah okay yeah a lot of like hive mind sort of creatures are like honeybees and fish and 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 birds where they Mm -hmm. do these actions together but it's not yeah, it's not sharing the brain. Right. Okay. So they're not <laughs> a hive mind. I still like that idea, That's but good it's idea. not it's not true. Right. So we'll go with that they're children who have been indoctrinated. Yeah, so this had to have been planned. Okay. Um so the genius of Willy Wonka continues to unfurl before us. Yeah, I guess so. Um now Augustus Gloop and his um his misstep. And uh Going through the tube and stuff. Nonsense? Not nonsense. Not nonsense. Nonsense or not not not? I did it twice. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> nonsense na, or not? No, 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 Yeah. Uh, I'd say, I don't know. What's nonsense about it? I don't think it's nonsense. No. I do think it would require a lot of pressure to push a large boy through a tube like that. Because it goes up. Yeah. You know? I don't think it's impossible. But I don't it, think it's impossible. It would be a lot of force. I feel like, probably kill him. <laughs> it could. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. At the end of the book, we do see Augustus Gloop comes back out thin. And thin. And that doesn't make sense. That is concerning. So let me just. Uh, what, just what happens? What if Augustus Gloop. Was replaced. Was replaced. <laughs> that because the pressure it pushes him up, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't quite make it. <sighs> Who's he replaced with? How does Willy Wonka pull that off? Just some guy, just some kid. And his parents are cool with that. I don't know. We don't get. Th- there's no interview with them. You just see them walking. Right. So no, they're they're like, oh no, this isn't our son. <laughs> and they're so they're just so scared. They were probably threatened by the adult Oompa Loompas <laughs> on the way out. They're like, we have, what are we going to do? What are we going to, what are we, how are we going to get out of this? They're just singing a song at them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're saying that Augustus Gloop dies. Man, that's, that's a 
It's a hard one to just, uh, yeah, we're saying Augustus Gloop dies. <laughs> he dies in the book. He's dead. <laughs> bye bye. This is the Halloween episode. Yep. There you go, kids. Everyone who read this book and didn't know what was going to happen at the end read that part and they're traumatized. They're like, Augustus Gloop just died. He died. And then you find out at the end he didn't. Guess what? He, he actually did. did. You were right the first time. Your trauma's real. Yep. Okay, so it's not nonsense, but he dies. He dies, yeah. Okay. That's rough. Um, but a strong lesson. Yeah. Maybe and maybe too strong, but... Is there a possibility the he doesn't die? I'm not sure. I don't know the physics of that situation. The only... Because let's say the physics allow him to live. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible that he could be pushed up and then just enough that he doesn't die. Right. But how, why is it then? Yeah. Well, so who's this thin guy? It's it's obviously someone different. It's not him. Right. Like, I mean, maybe he's given liposuction. Maybe. That's also... That it's bizarre. might be worse. Yeah. Because now he's like... Now Willy Wonka's like conditioning people. yeah it's obviously not worse but it's kind of worse it's, it kind of is worse it's it's not worse because well he didn't die but it's worse because this book is about willy wonka uh Asserting d- doing his... surgical operations on children without their permission a lot of things to children without their permission yeah. not great not a good no, look. i think he died but uh, i'm gonna go with died it definitely too. does call up the fact that also liposuction might not have existed in the 60s i don't think it did I could be wrong, but I don't think it did. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. I don't really know. Um, Cool, so Augustus Gloop. I I just want to preface. I just said it also brings up the fact that, but I'm going to save that one for later. After we get through all these kids, I'm going to say what I was going to say. Okay. So it's not going away. It'll come back around. Let's keep moving through the story. So from here, we go to the river? Yeah. Is that right? They go to the river. Cool. I think that is fine. Yeah, it's fine. They're in the dark. They they go go fast. fast. And, like, they describe it as, like, out of control fast, mm-hmm. but, you know, that could be just yeah, he's just showing off. He's just showing off. Yeah. And in like, the dark, he knows where he's going. He Maybe turns on the light. Track. It's in a tube. Yeah. They're in a tube. Right. There's nowhere to steer. Yeah. It, pro- it must be on a track. Yeah, totally that's fine. fine. Yeah. Cool. So they do that, and then they get to, um, remind me where? Who's the one that's, who's, who's the next kid? Blueberry? Um, so the blueberry is the gum. Yeah. Um, that's the next. TV yeah. one is after that. So is so is fruit salt. They're both after. Next is the yeah. gum. Okay. Yep. And that's a uh, Violet Beauregard. Yeah. So we see um, we see him make this wondrous gum that yep. hasn't the testing's not done, mm-hmm. which he informs them many times. Yeah. You know. Um. And the gum tastes like a three course meal. Yep. Which is cool. nonsense, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how you pull that off. I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to chalk it up to, like I said, kids just sort of believing things that you tell them are going yeah, to just, be true. Just placebo. Yeah. It really, really works on kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know this. We are both preschool teachers. Yes. And you can say, like, do you, what, reach your hand up, do you feel that cloud? And they're really feeling that cloud. There's they no are. cloud there, but they're really feeling it. Yeah, I mean, you tell them to be excited about a thing, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, oh, Halloween, it's so right. exciting. They don't know I what Halloween that... is, but they're, like, exactly. hyped. Yeah, you just tell them, and they, and they take it. And Vi- Viola Bogart's obviously older <laughs> than a preschooler, but I think her passion is gum, you know? Yeah, she wants to believe that She wants to believe it's it. there. Right, and uh, actually, you want to, here's, here's a different take on it. Okay. Have you ever chewed a piece of gum for a really long time? Three months straight now. No, not but, three months straight. But so this is this is something I actually learned. You know how when you chew a piece of gum for a long time, it loses its flavor. Yeah. That's not actually the gum losing its flavor. That's your tongue adapting to the taste of the gum. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. It's like when you smell something for long enough, you don't smell it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same thing. It's not It's not the flavor actually wearing off. I mean, in some cases it is. Uh-huh. That but, does make sense. But it's your tongue adapting to it. And I can taste exactly the taste that I taste when my tongue adapts to gum right now in my mouth. Huh. That's so weird. So, if you chew a piece of gum for a whole month, what if your tongue just shuts off? And Violet... With her shut-off tongue, doesn't want anyone to know that her tongue doesn't work. 
Right, as so like a just, champion gumshoe. So she just pretends that she's experiencing what she was told she was going to experience. That does not sound unbelievable. Emperor's New Clothes. Emperor's New Gum. Emperor's New Gum, yep. That's a good title, too. <laughs> yeah, it's good We're getting one. a lot of them. But that could be confusing, because Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah, it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be one... <laughs> oh, never mind. Well, it's gotta be one that uh, lets people know what this story is going to be. Yeah. Well, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um... Cool. So that checks out. Then she blows up like a blueberry. Yep. What? Um, so we don't see a picture of it, right? In the book? No. No. So maybe it's described a little hyperbolically, and it's just a weird allergic reaction. Allergic reaction definitely... Right. Yes. You turn blue, probably. I've feel like that's not typical of anaphylactic shock but yeah i'm sure you know, i'm sure it's happened at some point to somebody yeah. and swelling that is <coughs> like always the yeah. thing that happens so that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. boom you're knocking things out of the park baby oh, yeah. cool so she gets rolled away she probably doesn't die she's probably fine yeah she, when they say she gets juiced do they like they say that she's gonna come out purple and she comes out purple at the end doesn't she she does i mean that could just be the progression of your body healing those things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sure. like bruises change color over time. Yeah. She's just bruised. It's just going on. Yeah. Cool. Check. Nice. Um, next one, one is on the books. Veruca Salt. Is that right? Yeah. With the... Um, with the squirrel thing. The squirrels. They go to the room with the squirrels. She wants a squirrel. What's his name? Her dad offers to buy one. Yep. Willie says no. So she goes in and... Bites the squirrels. The squirrels throw her into an incinerator. Yeah. <laughs> that part really scared me as a kid. So I'm like... An incinerator. Yeah. That's a that's a word that is scary. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that is scary. Yeah. Um, and how... It doesn't say how many squirrels, right? I don't think so. So, like, it's not... Out of the realm of possibility that enough squirrels could do that. Oh, definitely not. Right? You ever fought a squirrel before? No. Me I'm a pacifist. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I've had plenty of offers. Squirrels <laughs> getting all up in my face like... <laughs> hey, you want to fight? Yeah, what's up? What's up? I go, don't... Why are you asking? Why are you saying very what's grouchy up squirrel. me? All angry like... Why do people and squirrels do that? I don't know. But, like, I don't... You know... You got one of those faces. I'm just, I am just going for a walk, man. It's like, whoa, hey... Big headphones you got there. And I'm like, yeah. You want to fight? So, you know, I got them at five below, you know? I'm not like... Showing them Flashing my cash. <laughs> These aren't beats. Is that true? Maybe. Okay. Cool. Cool. So... Why? You want to fight? You want to yeah, fight about it? <laughs> a little bit. <sighs> um, okay. So, we're just going to say that that's possible. Yeah. Cool. Check. Check. Now we go... Mate. To Mike TV. The Wait, does does she die? No, she comes out later. Yeah, so we see her she, come yeah, out. she just didn't fall in the fire. Yeah, there's nothing to nothing about her appearance that yeah. would insinuate <sighs> that she was incinerated. That was good. Thank this you. is leading me. This is let's talk about Mike TV first. Okay. Then I have a new idea. Okay. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Mike TV. Mike TV. This is the hard one. Yeah, he's the one that loves TV. They go to the television room. This is... Ooh, you know what? That's after the glass elevator. Yeah. Which we gotta talk about. Yeah, let's talk about... Should we do the glass elevator first, since that's chronological? Or do you want to... Let's say... Let's do these, the, the t- Mike TV first and talk about the glass elevator. Right. Because that also brings in the end of the story. Okay, cool. And then the kids are all out of the way. Yeah. Just like Willie wanted them. <laughs> um. So... They go... To this experimental room mm-hmm. where Willy Wonka is learning how to transfer candy bars from the factory into people's homes right. via the television. So he's a giant piece of a giant chocolate bar because just like with television, it shrinks as it goes, you know, to the screen. And he describes them as traveling in millions of particles through the air and reforming on the television where you can pick them up right and, and that's not them. how television works it is 100 percent not how television works it's or has ever worked anything could ever work no no it doesn't work that way no so 
What's going on here? Um, it could be. I mean, it could be a magic trick. Yeah, it has right. to be. Like we've already established that he's trying to make a show for everybody. Yeah. There's no reason that like he couldn't make that big chocolate bar disappear and the other one reappear. Not literally, but with you know what we would understand as like a magic show sort of deal. Right. Like you can see things that are like seem impossible. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel okay chalking it up to that. I don't know that you and I need to dissect master illusionists to to. We don't, we don't, but there is something that it does call into question mm-hmm. that I think changes the whole game. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So what happens to Mike TV? He gets allegedly um, transported to the television becomes very tiny. One right. inch tall, I think. Yeah. He becomes very tiny. What happens to the real Mike TV? Where does he go? Maybe. Maybe. Dead, whatever. He's out of the pit. He's he's moved. You know? Some mm-hmm. sleight of hand, whatever. Oompa Loompa's move him. There's some, uh, some prestige stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, good movie. Uh, and his parents go and take the little Mike TV, and they're like, yes, this is our son. And they leave. What? What is this? A little doll? Maybe. That's pro- that's my best guess, a little doll. Yeah. And his parents are holding it and saying, this is a miniature version of my son, indeed. He's Good alive and a, and a human. <laughs> Which means they're in on it. Yeah. Which means they're in on the magic trick. They could be. They could. They might not like their kid. Of all the parents. Well, no, I'm saying, what if they're in on the magic trick, and that's why they're going to take this doll and pretend, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike TV is in on the magic trick. Mm-hmm. And that's why he disappears fast enough. And what if Violet Beauregard is in on the magic trick? And that's why she goes in and mm-hmm. goes into the incinerator uh-huh. and then comes out on skate at the end. What if everybody's in on the magic trick except for Charlie Bucket? Okay. So that would, th- this would retcon our dead Augustus Gloop theory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why are they all in on it? Except yeah, I mean, this is gonna take. I mean, this is gonna take a lot. Here's why I think it cuts out the nonsense the most. Okay. Because you know, dead Augustus Gloop, a and the, his parents are fine with this replacement Augustus Gloop, another actor, another person in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike TV, little Mike TV, is just a doll, and his parents are gonna go along with it because they're actors. Uh, you know, that's why. Veruca Salt's dad doesn't just immediately start, you know, attacking Willy Wonka for whatever. Incinerating yeah. his daughter. Yeah, and that's why the squirrels are able to overpower. I mean, all all this stuff can be explained by they're all acting, mm-hmm. except for Charlie Bucket. And okay. we know that Grandpa Joe is acting. Yeah, he's a liar, filthy he's liar. Been, yeah. What if uh, this is all just sort of a thing? A Truman Show kind of yeah, situation? Yeah, like a Truman Show. I mean, not to that extent, but sort of grooming Charlie Bucket. To be damaged. To be damaged, sure. <laughs> but to take over this chocolate factory. So how does this groom him to take over the chocolate factory? Um, It just it sets up this whole situation where it makes it like he won this prize and... He was able to avoid all of the trouble and everything, so he's the winner. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, "Hey, kid, you're in charge of a business now," right? You he's know? it's teaching him like very ultimate lessons yeah, in a very brutal stuff. fashion, right? Very, which brutal. is kind of like Roald Dahl's Roald Dahl's Rayleigh hey, Daly's M.O. Rayleigh Daly, yeah, in, in this book, and Willy Wonka's M.O. Yeah, he's so against these certain values that he's created these characters to just represent them to show a the world and b this kid Charlie Bucket that that's not the way to be. Maybe Charlie Bucket isn't. It doesn't even matter. Maybe Charlie Bucket is just the example of a kid that's. Super humble and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. 
that he could find to show the public what he believes people should behave like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like it. I think I think Charlie is important. He wants he found a kid who exemplified those things that he valued, and he wants to make sure it stays that way. Yeah. So he's giving him this experience during a very formative period of his life. Right. So that it sticks. Yeah. Um, and in his view, he's, his factory is going to be in good hands because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it explains the Oompa Loompa songs. Right, because then they all know, yeah. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that. I think this explains a lot. Yeah. Like, I think it explains enough to sort of adopt it. Also, it explains what are the chances that these people come from all over the world, and then the person who ends up winning is somebody who lives right right by the factory where Willy Wonka could observe him secretly and find out. And also a kid who needs it. Yeah. Who, like, his family is destitute, Mm -hmm. you know? Or are they? <laughs> no, I think that's a little bit far. But I think that's a little far. But uh, we do know that Grandpa Joe knows an awful lot about Willy Wonka. He was a plant. Can walk secretly. What happened to the real is... Perhaps leaves at night and is an informant. I don't know. There's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is long enough. Yeah. We don't yeah. Need to get into yeah, that. let's stick with what we got. Um, so I think that leaves the only thing left is a glass elevator. Yeah. Um, I've talked enough. Please. Yeah. Tell me how this glass elevator works. I have no idea. Um, I think that the glass elevator, a lot. It could be like, te- like all around it is just a television. Okay. Mostly, right? Like you could simulate a lot of those things with yeah yeah really advanced television kind of yeah, stuff and you just kind of move it you know like those rides at you know yeah whatever like, theme parks like six flags and stuff it yeah. used to be air force one not air force one the right stuff yeah Fly, sure. but fighter jet it's real cool um anyway i think that explains it it doesn't explain how it crashes into the bucket's house yeah that's gotta be it's gotta be real Maybe, here's an idea, maybe it's just, like, the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, an Oompa Loompa drives the truck into their house. That's great. It's a truck, yeah. They open like, the it's elevator. not from the ceiling, but, like, I think it's close enough. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because Charlie, he doesn't know. Yeah. They just demolished the whole house. <laughs> right, it's a small house. Well, yeah, whatever. They don't need that house. They don't live in the wall, factory. Whatever. You think his parents know this is going to happen? They're in on it, too? That's why he left that job. He wasn't actually fired. Oh, man. He quit and then said he was fired so that Charlie wouldn't find out. Maybe. They did go hungry for months because of that, though. Yeah. I mean, they were already hungry, but they went they hungrier. That's true. Um, I don't know if it's necessary for them to be involved for this to have gone off. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, like, Willy Wonka could have made this happen. That's true. Just crash a, crash a truck through a house without telling anyone. Okay, so, like, that's not great. But it's he's possible. Willy Wonka. He can yeah. get away with it's clearly good, anything. It's not a good thing to do, but yeah. it is a thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think... I think we got it all. We went so off the rails. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, this is a special yeah. episode, so I think it was okay. I was trying to be fun. Um, it was fun. It <clears throat> was fun. Um, and my new moral is, I mean, A, I would double down on what Raul Dahl said and what Willy Wonka said, because if you don't, like, crazy things could happen to you. Or, well, I guess... It was all orchestrated, so they they might not. But if you're really good, you'll get a chocolate factory. If you're really good, you will get a chocolate factory. Yep. That was already the moral, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, if you are rich and famous, you can do whatever you want. If you're rich and famous, you can do whatever you want. That's a good one. Yeah. That one's good. Um, lying to people works. Uh... Something along those lines. Lying does work. Yeah. It's it goes on 
you know, people are people are gonna lie to you. Yep. You gotta be ready for it. It happens. It does. And in large scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. This has been Robert Hoffman. And I'm Chris Panico. And this was No Nonsense Storytime. Thank you so much for listening to our Halloween episode. We're going right back into our normal episodes. We're going to do our second Dr. Seuss book, The Lorax by Dr. Seuss. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, it's a great book. We're going to just tear out all that nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. Now, in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, different theories... Mm -hmm. Um, feel free, feel free to email us at no nonsense storytime at gmail.com. Yep. Find us on, um, Facebook. Tw- we don't have a Twitter yet. We don't have a Twitter. Not Twitter. We do have all of the places you get, uh, podcasts. podcasts. That's what yeah. we're calling it. <laughs> iTunes. At iTunes, all this stuff. Um, I didn't realize. So Chris, who I brought up earlier, my, my friend Christopher Chiswick, he, posted about us on Instagram, which is so nice. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. Um, but I, he posted, a, like, a link on Instagram to our Spotify. I didn't realize we were on Spotify. Oh, yeah, I set that up, <laughs> and I never used it, yeah. but we have a Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, download our podcast. Yeah, Spotify, CastBox. I, we may be on SoundCloud. I'm not positive. Man, I haven't... Um, Stitcher. I haven't been, I Stitcher. Google Play. Yep, yep. But I didn't even realize Spotify. Yeah. I, that's what I got to tell you. A lot of people are using Spotify these days. I don't use Spotify, so I don't even think about it. Mm, it's nice. It's nice having it. Yeah. Cool. So check us yeah, out. Yeah. Email you. us. Email. Uh, see you next week. This has been an ad for Spotify. Goodbye. <laughs>